0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's up? Oh, I'm just studying the ecosystem, being eco friendly, eco conscious.
1: You're going economic green. Are you idea? going green?
0: I did, I did, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. I think we're going to talk about startup ecosystems, and I think oh. that's, I think that's like a little fishbowl, little little plastic wrap on the top, a little light on the sides, a little dirt at the bottom, and that's how you grow it, right? That's it. Okay. Well, then, are we done? Is that the whole that's episode? It, yeah. Yeah. Good job. Oh. Well, I should probably say before that, that today's episode of Startup Hustle is and was, no, is sponsored by Double, a flexible assistant service for busy executives that matches you with an experienced assistant. Today, it's easier than ever to hire a virtual assistant online, and no solution is better than Double. Double is the flexible assistant service built for busy founders, executives, or anyone looking to save time, focus, on, or on anything else that matters. Want to take control of your business and unlock a more productive version of yourself? Go to withdouble.com and get $300 off on your first month when you sign up with the code HUSTLE22. That's withdouble.com, HUSTLE22, $300 bucks, dude. That's what you save, and that'll probably help you if you want to enter into the startup ecosystem. Now, you know, um I'm going to maybe give a trigger warning here cuz I have some pointed opinions about startup ecosystems and I think a lot of people that have been vo- involved in many of them might. So, Matt, when you, you know, what 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 are your opening remarks, sir?
1: I think I think every entrepreneur, when they're starting a new business, they need help. They don't, there's a lot of things they, they don't know what they don't know. They need mentors. They need their first customers. They need partners. They they need co-founders. They need a lot of things. Right. And, uh, I, I think there's a lot of things in the ecosystem that can help them do a lot of things that really help more founders be successful.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the the definition of a startup ecosystems, you know, it's basically it's formed by people and startups in various stages. And you get a lot of different types of organizations, some there in your hometown, some not some are going to come and some are going to go. And then the thing I mentioned with some pointed comments, there's a lot of advice and information that comes of which a lot of it is a plus great. And some of it is F minus shitty. In my opinion, I see a lot of, a lot of things in ecosystems where people that aren't entrepreneurs are giving a lot of advice to entrepreneurs and that's where it kind of gets South with me. But like I said, most of the time, it's great stuff. It's a great way to get involved and interact with local entrepreneurs in and around your hood.
1: Are you talking about all the lawyers that show up to startup events just because they're trying to sell legal services?
0: lawyers bankers
1: all of it you name it yeah
0: insurance agents yeah well because yep you go to a lot of these events and as the founder you're the show pony at the event come on down everyone see my show pony let me run them in front of you and see if you can sell sell them stuff and the week, you know that's where i get kind of cranky and maybe i'm just old about it but let's talk about the good stuff first so you know you have the various elements of the startup ecosystem and look it starts with exactly that, the startups, the founders, their employees, their leaders, the, the problems that they are tackling and trying to solve, and the innovation that they're creating around it. That, to me, is the startup ecosystem. Now, there are many moons and things that, that come around it, and you know... Uh, Matt, do you, you know what a Venn diagram is, right? Absolutely, yes. Where some of the circles overlap, so some of them overlap. You have colleges, universities, programs, everyone's favorite, funding providers, incubators, accelerators, agencies, consultants, freelancers. Oh my, it's a lot. It's a lot. Wait, more service providers, Keep advisory going. organizations, mentors, media, blogs, government agencies, research organizations, talent. Oh, dude. You know, there's a note on our set list that said there's, there's way too much information in here. Consider skipping some of it.
1: (laughs) So let's go back to where you started. You know, I think it starts with the startups themselves and the ideas and a lot, a lot of the very best startups, the very best founders come out of a byproduct of somewhere else so for example like my first company vin solutions there were two or three people that worked at vin solutions that left vin solutions and started other companies in automotive Mm -hmm. doing other things right and as part of a startup ecosystem that part of it is really important in kansas city we have a lot of ag tech stuff that goes on here Mm-hmm. Like Monsanto is down the street. There are lots of veterinarian science, different, all kinds of stuff like that, agriculture related. As you can imagine, there's a lot of cows and a lot of corn and soybeans and everything else here. But we also have a lot of healthcare software, right? You have Cerner here and you got a lot of things that are offshoots of Cerner. So that that's a big part of the ecosystem too Is is having success having bid big anchors that create byproduct of it, right? For no for the same reason that you would go to Hollywood to create a movie because everybody creates movies there and it's it's got the talent there and it's got all the stuff there. That's a big key to the ecosystem too is is having those offsprings from the other companies.
0: Yeah, and you know, one of the things over the years of the show that I've noticed, especially when we go to do the the top startups in different cities. And, you know, we'll pick, you know, 10 to 12 startups and you can immediately spot the theme. And kind of like you mentioned, yeah. for those of you that aren't aware, you know, Matt's first uh, foray into entrepreneurship ended up in a $150 million exit from a company uh, named Vin Solutions. Who uh, I, Did you have 500 ploys at the time or was that how many they have now?
1: Uh, when we sold it, it was closer to 300. I think now it might be even closer to
0: 1,000. And so, yeah, so now with that, we've seen, there's been all kinds of fun and interesting companies that have some tie to Venn Solutions. Maybe they worked with or around or whatever, and and they have created very robust companies. And you see this uh, trickle down economic factor of other people that are starting other stuff. So, you know, we noticed that in different cities, it's kind of like Matt mentioned in Hollywood, like, hey, if we're going to make a movie, where are we going to go do it? Hollywood is the first option now I used to yeah, I don't know if you know this I used to live in Santa Fe New Mexico and they actually have a, a movie industry there it's like a little mini Hollywood and it has nothing I mean it's it's like Hollywood East or something that like where that you,
1: that's where you go to make western
0: movies or what so you, where you go to make city <laughs> slickers part two yeah you know something <laughs> like that and now here's the thing is in a lot of our cities like we have these little kind of sub things I feel like yeah Kansas City's startup ecosystem is kind of like Santa Fe, New Mexico's Hollywood. Like, you can still have a lot of great stuff. Now, actually, Matt, you know, I was actually in two national commercials as an extra. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and you have... there's that trickle down effect. So, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm like, Hey, this thing's there now. I didn't go seeking that. It kind of sought me. I worked at a ski area and like these talent people came up and they like took your pictures and they're like, you know what? We'll give you a thousand dollars to come hang out for two days and run behind a a Ford truck at the time that we think that that's necessary. And you're like, yeah, I made it. But that, but the ecosystem has an effect on the things yeah. that are around it. This is how jobs are created. This is how funding comes into cities. And there's a whole lot going on with that. And, you know, there's, and like I said, there's, this is a really deep topic and a lot of stuff comes into it. Now, I think for a lot of people that want to get started in something, this is an ideal thing to get involved in. I think if you, if you want to be an entrepreneur, not, okay, there's a difference between that and a entrepreneur. right? But yeah. if you want to be an entrepreneur, getting involved in your local startup ecosystem is a great place to start.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest keys. That's the reason Silicon Valley is is what it is, right? You have all the companies that just create more companies. So
0: yeah. And you know, I thing, think Matt, you, you certainly know people. I know people that at some point have, much like the Beverly Hillbillies, loaded it all up in the back of the truck and headed out west because yeah. that's where that's where the action was. And, and you know, so that, so let's use the valley because this, okay, the, I mean, Silicon Valley is the easiest example of like the marquee startup ecosystem. If you talk to people that are there, you would you could look at it from the outside. You're like, all these big funds, all these big companies, all these founders. And, you know, there, there's a very welcoming environment because everybody's so close. Like you could reach out. I'll, I'll talk to founders. Let's say, well, was it hard to get in front of people that, other people in the ecosystem and whatever. And they'd say no because people were very welcoming. You're right up the street. They're like, hey, I wanted to see if you could do a meeting. They're like, I'm at XYZ coffee shop. Come on by in an hour. And, you know, for us in Kansas City, that would require booking a flight, a hotel, the travel, like all of that. So the, the, the adjacent, being adjacent to what's going on, it's like if you want, you would go back to the Hollywood example. If you want to, quote, get discovered you probably have now now there's a caveat to that that's where people might be there, there's more people looking you're in and around it's adjacent come on by for your audition but at the same time the bigger the ecosystem and the more obvious the more players that are there trying out at those auditions
1: well and I, the, the, this part of the ecosystem is really important into a lot of things in regards to mentors and talent finding your first customers to to getting you know networking to all of it the more of that kind of stuff that's going on the the much easier it's going to be to find a mentor from that industry or get connections all that kind of stuff and the, all of those things are really important to every ecosystem
0: yeah and so you know w- and with that uh, i love incubators and accelerators that a lot of these ecosystems offer cuz all right let's go to, let matt can we can we turn on the wayback machine are you are let's you go. brave enough Let's Wait, go. Hang on, <laughs> that's what the way back machine sounds like because it's old, man. It's squeaky, right? So here we are, we're back at our youthful entre. Man, I, my hair is thicker already. Wow, wow, you have hair. I'm thinner. I look better, man. I feel good. I feel good. I don't have any stress yet, uh, but here I am, back in the beginning, and I'm like, man, I really want to start a business. I've got a great idea for me. That is, that's actually isn't how it went. I kind of, a lot of us kind of stumble into or accidentally discover the business that we end up opening. I, I believe you were working at a Sears selling computers when that happened. Right? Yep, absolutely. I was in so a car dealer, but you come into all this and here's the thing you think you don't know shit. You might think you do, you might know some things, but really in the end, when I look back at, I didn't know shit, right? So the introduction, I, I never participated in an incubator and accelerator as a company. You and I, I don't think you did either, did you? No. Mm-mm. We've both been mentors and worked adjacent to some of them later in the years, but incubators and accelerators are programs that help startups uh, succeed and provide them with mentorship, guidance, training, strategy, partnership, funding um they're instrumental at getting startups especially early stage ones off the ground like uh, pipeline entrepreneurs that's a, a thing here in kansas city uh, great program My, melissa's been a guest host on the show uh matt didn't we didn't we do some hemp yeah once? I, was, I was thinking that too the Hellsberg. oh the helsberg entrepreneurial Helzburg. mentoring yep. program yep I did hemp at a different time after that too for those, Mission.
1: those programs are great uh, for helping yeah. you know early stage founders learn you know how to be a founder how to run a business
0: and that 's the whole point so they 're like structured formats now we went so we joke about hemp what a great name so um the Helsberg family, like Helsberg Diamonds, they have an entrepreneurial yep. mentoring program um, cleverly named hemp. Um, you, you've met Mr. Hellsberg before, Barnett? right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. very great guy. And, and thank you for reinvesting in this because this is the kind of cool stuff that's going on. And we went to participate with one of our earliest guests who we often refer to as Yoda, Larry Holt, Larry Holt, the founder of CarStar. And he wanted us to come down and give feedback on a program that he had built. And we were like, well, what does that mean? He's like, we're going to need you to come down for two days. And Matt and I were both like, I don't know, man, we're really busy. So, but we wanted to do it. Cause we loved Laurel. We went down there and the very first day we start going through this program with, you know, the whole day went by, we had a great time and we both got in my truck afterward and, and said, man, we probably need to come do stuff like this more often. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause we were even, even at, you know, as seasons business people at that point, the involvement with it at any level really brought up a lot of fundamental things. And I mean, do you remember that feeling where kind of like, you kind of like feel like you know it or you're busy and then you kind of get humbled and you're like, wow, there's a lot of shit that I'm, that I need to be doing that I'm not doing. It forces you to
1: step back every once in a while and consider what you're doing, what you spend your Mm -hmm. time on, what's important to your business. Are you doing it the right way? Are you focusing on the wrong things? I mean, we all get in a rut of doing whatever we do every day. We're like in our own little loop, right? And those kinds of things i think are good for any kind of entrepreneur to step back and kind of look at things at, at some point in time
0: that was that moment reminded me of when i was i was a sales trainer many moons ago and uh, i would had this kind of basic thing and and the i would often give this presentation and you know salespeople with 10 plus years of experience would almost every time come up and be like hey man really glad I sat through that. That reminded me of a whole lot of shit that I haven't been doing that I need to get back to.
1: Doing. Exactly.
0: Um, so that's a good part. Now, now I think that, okay, so a lot of incubators and accelerators are essentially tryouts in some regards for future funding and partnerships. Um, they are certainly uh, badges that get attention, signal flares that, that tell funding organizations or individuals that, well, let's put it this way, the world's lazy. The world's lazy. So when you're on the list of the cohort at XYZ Accelerator or Incubator, that is a signal to a lot of people that someone else vetted you. They see something, you have, quote, traction.
1: Well, and they, they can provide a lot of uh, mentorship, early customers, connections, mm-hmm. a little bit of capital, all those kinds of things. And, of course, the most, the most popular one is Y Combinator, and there's Techstars, all these different things. In Missouri, we have scale Um, we we met with them recently and you know, if, if you've got a great idea and you got a little bit of traction, but you're not quite sure, you know, what you're doing, you need some help. Like these kinds of incubators can be
0: a big, big, uh, help. So I definitely, we don't want to leave out our, one of our local favorites, launch KC launch KC. Thanks for the support. They have been big, uh, supporters and, uh, you've recently did some, uh, had some conversations with members of their social venturing studio, and that's right. Yeah, I think you talked to Roy. How's Roy yep. doing? He was Healthy doing hip-hop, good, baby. He was um, still hopping. Yeah, a lot. We've had a lot of the different uh, guests, administrators, uh, just government people, everything. I want to roll back because I don't want to skip past this. Colleges, universities, and education programs. These are very closely adjacent to incubators. Uh, what we just mentioned. Launch KC is a part of the Kansas City Economic Development Corporation, which exists to stimulate early stage businesses. It's economic development. Um, that is, in some regards, an education program. Um, colleges like the University of Missouri at Kansas City has a very robust entrepreneurship program. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. We mentioned scale. You go to scale bccom That's in Columbia, Missouri, where... Missouri University exists. It's painful for me to say that because I'm a Kansas Jayhawk. Love scale. Well, I'm not, so not when a you, fan. Not so, a Missouri you got, fan.
1: so when we talk about colleges, there's another aspect of, of colleges to think about besides just education. Is uh, the example from Iverify. Verify? So I was a local mm-hmm. company here, and they oh, yeah. there were some research students uh, and, and professors and stuff that basically had patented some type of technology, right? But R- like retinal college, scanning. Yeah, so the college doesn't know what to do with that. Like they're not going to create a business out of it, but um, other entrepreneurs come by and can take that technology and then go do something with it. And that's where iVerify came in. And yeah, it was uh, later licensed by Samsung and a bunch of different people for scanning the white of your eyes to, to log into your phone. So a lot of you listening may have even used it, didn't even know where it came from. That's where it came from. It came from UMKC, U- uh, University of Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, Toby Rush was the the founder of that, that company. Yeah.
0: And so, and, 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 and Redmond Doss as well, who's yes. now the founder of Triple Blind. Yep. Another huge successful that's company. That's been a, a very tr- well-tractioned company here. I actually uh, met Toby recently for, and had a cup of coffee with yeah. him. And he's a very, very interesting person. He's been on the show before. So Startup Hustle alumni at one point he, he, that was our most popular episode. I can't remember what year it was because it's been a while, but he was out there. So yeah, lots of, lots of interesting, interesting stuff that goes on. All right. So I mentioned that I sometimes get myself in trouble by shouting my misgivings about startup ecosystems, which I'm going to do because you know what? You're not going to put the set list in front of me. If you want to hear that, you first need to know that when people ask me what my best advice for building a business, most of the time it it involves teams. And knowing when to delegate. And today I'd like to add that knowing when to hire an assistant is key too. It's usually the hardest thing for a startup founder to do because they want to feel close to everything. You want to do it all, every time, every time. You want to be the conduit for all things at your business, but it's not the right way to do it. So finding an assistant's hard to do, and I think it's fair to say. And it doesn't have to be when you connect it doesn't. It doesn't have to be the only reason to connect with our friends over at Double. Today's episode is sponsored by WithDouble.com. They're the experts in pa- pairing founders with remote executive assistants that you can trust, and Double and match you with experienced U.S. based assistants and arm them with the tools and training to assure. Ensure that you are always getting the best of the best. So, startup hustle listeners, go to withdouble. dot com. Use the h- code hustle twenty two and you save three hundred bucks right off the bat. Withdouble.com, dot com, hustle twenty two, save three hundred. That's dollars, Matt, not doll hairs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you you bring up a good point with double, and it fits right into another part of the ecosystems, which is various agencies, consultants, freelancers.
0: People that can help you get shit done, just like Double does, right? They can, but this is also where things get a little sideways for me, Matt. You know, and, you know, so like I said, I kind of got, I feel like I'm set up on this one and I do get myself in trouble because, you know, I think the thing that the problem I have with some startup ecosystems is there's a lot of this, these adjacent things that go in and they get really fucking catty about the whole thing and they're like at war with each other. And so let's take our podcast, for example, there are things in our hometown organizations, publications, things like that, that don't like us because we're doing something they're not doing. And I, and, and myself as someone who's been the, well, fair to say the primary promoter and, and host of this show. I get stuck into that sometimes and, you know, I hear, I just hear shit that comes back and you know what? Fuck off. If you don't like what we're doing, don't listen, you know? And and with that, I've learned that a lot of, in a lot of situations, the ecosystem things get, they all say they want to shine a light on what you're doing and who's doing it. But the moment they're not in that light, they get really shitty about it. I mean, can we all get along, man? Like, I don't, I, Matt, I think we started this podcast to tell the real story of entrepreneurship, and you've been exposed to it a little too. And I'm like, isn't the purpose of the ecosystem to grow things within the ecosystem? And that doesn't begin with being selfish, with being upset that someone else is getting a sponsor or having an event or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know. It kind of blows me away, man. It seems, it seems like a self defeating attitude in a lot of ways. And by the way, this is, this show's kind of been our hobby. So if our hobby is, a, is, is a threat to your business, come up with a better plan, man. <laughs> Just being, you know, a- I think, I
1: mean, I think it's akin right to being like the newspaper in town and getting mad that there's somebody else that's writing stories right. or doing something, yeah. right? Like, and, and to be honest with you, um, the newspapers that exist, be them, you know, a business journal or some blog or whatever it is, can help bring you know a lot of of stories and attention to things that are going on in in a community but you know like the kansas city business journal is an example of that they don't really cover much stuff with startups very little yeah well they
0: do now they've kind of evolved into it yeah but but, you know one of the things that that you know since we're this is like the festivus of of ecosystems. (laughs) We're shouting our misgivings here at at Festivus season. But, you know, the thing that drives me crazy is, you know, Matt, Matt, for those of you, if you're not aware, Matt and I own fullscale.io and we have hundreds of employees in the Philippines. We started that business out of a necessity to help ourselves find the number of developers and at the quality that we needed that weren't available. And the thing that kind of, that people get that we get some ecosystem things upset at us is that, Oh, you're sending local jobs away. No, we're not. There aren't even people here to do these jobs. And in fact, if someone doesn't then do the job, these companies or our clients don't have a product to get funded, to sell, to generate revenue, to hire local people that are in abundance. The fact is if you think globally, you help yourself locally. And that's the thing that drives me nuts is if you are listening and you're involved in your local startup ecosystem, don't let, People tell you that 100% of your shit has to be local. It does not because the big competitors you have, the publicly traded companies, the multinational corporations, they certainly aren't only in your hometown. So set yourself up to think on a larger, broader scale. And if you can't find what you need locally as an entrepreneur, you owe it to yourself to go find it wherever it exists, where it makes sense for your business.
1: I mean, we live in a remote first world for a lot of business things these days, right? I mean, whatever kind of talent you're looking for, it doesn't matter if it's a lawyer, an accountant, somebody to build your website, whatever it is, you can meet with them online. You don't need to drive down the street. So,
0: Well, and I sound pissed. You know why? Because I am. Because I'm tired of hearing ignorant comments about our business in that regard. There are smart people everywhere. You just yeah. have to know where to go. You just have to go either find them know how to find them. You got to be able to recruit them, assess them, retain them and employ them. And that spells rare because you know, they the best people are rare, but they're out there. So go find them. And, if, and look, look in your backyard first, look in your front yard first, look in your neighbor's yard. But if you can't find it, adjacent to you, you owe it to yourself to get out there and do it. So if you, so f- for startup ecosystem, people that are shaming people to only be local, get over it, get over it. Thinking big and broad and international helps you local. There you go. Well, I, feel and I, feel I feel better. I feel better.
1: Thank you, Matt. Thank I you. Did.
0: I feel better. Am I wrong? I mean, tell me yeah. if I'm wrong about something, because you built big businesses. Am I?
1: You're not wrong, and especially when it comes to tech, there's negative unemployment. I mean, at at, at best, all I can do right. is steal somebody who works at Cerner to come work for me, and then Cerner's got to steal somebody from Garmin to go work for them, and then yeah, Garmin's going to steal somebody that from me to go work at sum. Garmin.
0: That's yeah. a zero-sum game. At its, that at to? it's definition, which is you, you – Oh well, I'll go hire someone. Okay, well you just created another job across the yep. street. You didn't. You didn't build anything, and then and, you know some of what I ran and Oh, it's well, you know, we, my kids are in this new STEM program. So somewhere around twenty forty.
1: Yeah, that's all I need to say. We'll solve it then.
0: Somewhere near twenty forty, my son will be of the appropriate experience and age to join your startup. So. If you're listening to this in 2040, reach out because I'm positive he'll be. And if he actually, I don't know. I kind of think my daughter might end up running our sales department someday. What do you think about that? I think that's, I, think I that's could see that. Crazy. She yes. asks me sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for listening to my rant. But, you know, the thing is, is I mentioned that gets me in trouble because I've been vocal about it. And, and you know what? There's some people here in Can- and can't, and that don't like me because of that. And I don't care because, the peers and the people like the Matt Watsons, the Andrew Morgans, the Lauren Conaways, the people we do business with, they thank me for, for being vocal about that opinion because it's hard to do. And, you know, I don't have a whole lot to gain by having that opinion, but I do. But I really just think, you know, like, how did I end up with my first employee in the Philippines, which invariably 14 years later, has turned into full-scale, it's because I couldn't find what I needed locally. Literally, like regionally, like there weren't any PHP developers really in America 14 years ago. So I had to go to the place where they were abundant, which happened to be the other side of the planet. Now, I think it's fair to say 14 years later, the decision has worked out pretty well for a lot of different people, not just me.
1: Well, so I think the other part of this is when we talk about all forms of talent, freelancers, all these things. Talent is really important for any kind of startup being like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to build a website. I need help with marketing. I need, you know, how yep. do I do online advertising, social media, influencer campaigns? Like, I don't know how to do all this shit. I'm not an expert at it, but I could find a freelancer that is. That'd be that'd great. Be nice. And if you can find somebody locally that can help you, that's great. If you can't, you got to find somebody wherever they are.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the whole premise of the business that's that the we whole started, thing. which yeah, four years later is in the Inc- in the top thousand of the Inc. Five Thousand. You know we're about to win some more awards, and I've been told I'm not allowed to talk about them yet. So stay tuned. Yeah, that's fun. Right. But, but yeah, good. You know, look, as an entrepreneur, you gotta, you, you can't wait for opportunity to come to you. You have to go find what you need, wherever that is. And that, and that's back to that, like that basic premise that we had at the top of the show, Matt, that's when I use the Beverly Hillbillies example, like that's why people pack it all up in the truck and move out to San Francisco Yep. or somewhere else. Cause you know, you know what, go where it's happening. And, and and now with this, uh, and back to like the positive things that occur, you know, the thing that I love most about the startup ecosystem, Matt, is, is you and the other founders and the people that, I mean, if it wasn't for our local startup ecosystem, I wouldn't know Matt Watson.
1: It's the networking and mentors yeah. part, of, part of it that is super yeah. important and valuable.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if people listening even know like how I met Matt. I met Matt chat, a, a chat with Matt in a Facebook group, yeah, It was which Kansas then City then just Facebook kind of involved some messages. We found we had some, co- we had worked in some common industries in the past. Next thing you know, I'm interviewing Matt for Million Dollar Bedroom. A few months later, sharing an office. A couple months after that, starting a podcast. Dude, Startup Hustle turns five. I don't, in I'm hoping months, that, well, or just turned five, depending on yeah. when they publish this, but I mean, wow. And that's a, that is a direct effect of the ecosystem. Now let's even use startup hustle. This podcast, dude, five years later, do you know how many people have now told me, okay, let's use Janae Gamage as an example, who sold her company, the market base. Do you know that she found her first five clients from being the guest on the show?
1: Wow. That's yeah. awesome. We're part of the it, ecosystem.
0: Totally. And then with that, as she grew it ended up, she came back and she was the guest host for the, the mental health series that recently right. came out Yep, and sold her business. And I look at that as like positive ecosystem stuff. That's also why I get angry when local ecosystem things want to take jabs at startup hustle. That's all right. You know, the big, you know the, what you, let's just fuck it. Let's just share some, you know, the funniest one I heard is they only do that to promote their business. You are correct. In some regards, we like to share the story. I like to meet the people. I like to have it. But if this show didn't do some promotion of our business interests, it, it, Hey, that we, there's it costs money to do this. There are people that produce it. There's time, there's energy, there's the ad you click to maybe find it. And you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Everything isn't free. You know, it is free, Matt. Good ideas. You know, what's really expensive execution. Okay. So how do you find your local ecosystem? That's Give a good question. The be- what's the best, what's the best place to figure out anything you need, Matt? Google. Correct. Yeah. There's a community. Look it up. Like I mentioned, a Facebook page, um, there's a now look for the, for the pandemic years, this was tough. I bet for a lot of people that wanted to enter the ecosystem during the yeah. pandemic um, because there yeah, wasn't that, these events now, you know, go to the events and you want to talk about the events. I think we sometimes have Sometimes
1: they're good. Sometimes, sometimes they're not.
0: I think. So that for example,
1: yeah. like 10 years ago or so, like, uh, 1 million cups started. Remember
0: 1 million cups. Oh yeah. I've been a, I, I've been a, I've been a judge. Yeah, tell them I, what think, it is. The, the, I think tell it's them still going. It so it, it started is. out I, and it's in a
1: bunch of cities now, but it started in Kansas City from the Kaufman Foundation, which is mm-hmm. the largest foundation for entrepreneurship. They do a lot of cool stuff. It's based in Kansas City. Um it started out as I thought it was like every Wednesday morning, um local entrepreneurs, business people, whatever would come basically have a cup of coffee and listen and meet you know other entrepreneurs. and so they'd have like a couple companies come in every Wednesday and just pitch their business idea and whatever. Um, and it was a pretty cool thing. I Stackify, my last company. we presented at that like many years ago now and I presented for some other stuff some you know once and been to a couple of the things and it was a cool a cool little uh, event they did once a uh, once a week and it grew and it's in a bunch of different cities now i don't I don't remember how many. But that's a a good example of being part of the ecosystem. And I've told people before that had startup ideas, I'm like, oh, you should go to One Million Cups. And yep. that that's a good way to like get your foot in the door and meet people and, and start networking. It's all about networking. If you hate talking to other humans, owning a startup is going to be hard.
0: Yeah, and if you hate talking to other humans, you need to find a co-founder that doesn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Networking real. is really important for real. And by the way, I'm not saying you don't like talking to other humans, but let's compare ourselves as business partners. Cause Matt and I back to the Venn diagram have a lot of overlapping qualities. And then we have a lot that aren't. And, sure. you know, one of the things that, that, and, and okay, it's funny because people, people often describe me as this like wildly extroverted person. I'm actually not. I don't really like going to a lot of these events because I'm selfishly obsessed with the other things that I'd probably rather be doing. But I go out and do it and I find the right people and I talk to the right people. And I think the the key thing that I'm not afraid to do at these events is go meet the people that are there that I haven't met before. So when you go to these events and get involved in the ecosystem, it's to get involved with different people, figure out what they're doing. And in some cases, I also want to say you need to understand the catch and release philosophy because you can also get stuck and kind of pushed and pulled into things and that maybe are a little distracting. And then you're also going to find people that's going on. Now, look, for many of you, what you believe you're about to do won't end up being what you're doing because it might be iteration one, two, three. Sometimes you got to go down the line and you'll find that this network of people. Okay, Matt, do you think if you, if you or I either together or individually wanted to start anything new here in our hometown of Kansas City, we would have an easy time doing it with others? Yeah, sure. We know a lot of people. That's, and that's the key thing. That's the key thing. And then it's also a great way to kind of build up a little cred. You know, one of the most important things of an
1: ecosystem is the networking. It's just meeting with random people and not being scared to also go on places like LinkedIn and find people that are potential customers or work in the same industry, reaching out to them, buy them some coffee, dinner, whatever, and make it easy for them, right? Make it easy for them. Go to them. You're you you always you're always big on that, Matt. And, um, and talk to them. Maybe, maybe they know somebody. Maybe you could be a customer for them. Maybe you can solve like real business challenges in their industry and you have expertise to do it, whatever it is, but you just got to keep meeting people and you just never know who you're going to meet because you could meet somebody like me and I don't know shit about your industry, but I might be like, Hey, uh, I had somebody on my podcast last week that does, and you need to know them, right? You just never know You're you might be three or four degrees of separation from whoever it is you need to meet, whoever your first customers are, the advisors you need, the mentors you need, all of those things. You just got to go out and keep talking to people.
0: And you never know where those relationships end up. And, you know, there's, I mean, when I first met you, you were, you were doing Stackify. I was working on Gigabook. I had a lot of different things going on. And a lot of times worlds collide. You know, people join forces. Um, these, uh, oh, okay, we have funded our friends and and peers, right? Yeah. Yes. And- Allowed to say this, like you and I, just invested in Lending Standard. And Lending Standards, a, a local company and a fintech company, a, a client of Full Scale uh, has been on the podcast, has been a, a sponsor of the podcast, and you know, and you never know where that's going to go. And you get to know people over time, and those become your believers. Uh, one of the ways that we funded Full Scale was creating what's called venture debt, where you end up with lenders, not necessarily investors. Uh, For us, those are people that came from our connections or resources within our own ecosystem. Now you're sitting there going, man, I'm trying to build a business. Now I got to go out and meet people and I got to find the ecosystem and I got to do a whole lot of other stuff. All right. So I got to do a whole lot of other stuff. If you heard a little pause there, that's because Matt and I are wrestling with our own tech here.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> our, our, our recording platform keeps telling us it's recording and it's not. So I'm hoping this comes, comes out well now, you know, there's all these things and you're looking at all this stuff and you're like, you know, how am I going to get all this done? And it feels like a good time to remind everyone that today's episode, of startup hustle is sponsored by double and they do remote executive assistants that can help you with everything from email and calendar organization to expense reporting, database management. You can find your perfect assistant when you head over to withdouble.com and use the code hustle22. You get $300 off, even easier. You can click the link in the show notes. While you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can be sure to always get your daily dose to start a hustle. Uh, did you like, you like what I did there, Matt? Yeah, good job. Good job. I, I, I take a lot of pride and I, I want to be like the Leonardo da Vinci of, of ad reads. Um, You're pretty good can, at it. How can you paint the perfect picture? But, but no, th- this is, a, that was a real thing. And yes, with double.com is today's sponsor, but you know, get some help, get some help doing it. Cause there's a lot of things that get juggled and, and you know, now that the pandemic has, has tamed itself down, Um, there's a lot of in-person stuff going on, you know, like, and, and I'm, I'm going to it. I'm also trying to be selective with it. Cause Matt, what was your assessment of what, what startup ecosystem events are? are? They are often good,
1: good, bad, sometimes bad. I mean, it's It's a lot of what you put into it because I'll be the first to admit I go to these events and then like, uh. I don't really feel like going around and talking to a bunch of random people. I'm just going to hang out with you and drink.
0: Well, that's what I'm here for though. That's my superpower. My superpower. I'm like a built-in brand ambassador, world's greatest wingman and promoter all built into one. Now, now look, you know, as we kind of wrap up the show, you know, I know I had some interesting opinions. I am a huge supporter of startup ecosystems. I have just, kind of, I have a little bit of a jaded opinion because there is great stuff and there's sometimes stuff that's a little off to the side, but you need to get out there and experience it. Go try it for yourself. And, and look, no matter who you are, what you do and how you do it, you're going to run into some people that don't really get what you do. They don't really care about what you do. They might not like you or they see you as competition. Welcome to Entrepreneurship.
1: welcome to the club.
0: I mean, that's right, isn't it?
1: It's, it's, it's complicated and it, it takes a lot of different talent, personalities, all these things that are part of the ecosystem, right? And uh, we all have a different role to play. And, and at the end of the day, we're all, we're all on the same team. And yeah, some people, and that's what some, I want
0: to see. Yeah. Some and people you know get and, and that's butt the thing. hurt by all and of it. Know- I get a lot of people that reach out and say, and Matt, I've heard you say these exact words is sometimes like I'll, I'll people will be showing me something. And I think I've heard you say this faster and earlier in a meeting than I might even, and I'm usually pretty quick. Is like, Hey, you know, I'm way out of my league here. I don't really have any understanding about what it is that you're, that you do. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's a good idea. I just don't know anything about it. And and I think that that's the right thing to say. And I think one of the things too is I want to encourage a critical thinking mentality when it comes to stuff because I think I think an economy that that only trades in yes is dangerous. You know, we've talked about that a lot on the show when it comes to getting feedback and input. And you know, like uh, I remember really early in this series, and it was actually when we had my the founder of Mycroft on, and that was the the the, uh, the open source voice assistant, kind of like Alexa. And they had a great idea, but Josh, it was Josh Montgomery. He said something, he said, yeah, but you know, people don't want Amazon and Google listening to everything they say. And you said, well, yeah, but that's not enough. That's not enough to make something that's really big because in the end, these are these mega corps that are plowing You're you're, you're fighting the 800 pound gorilla and they're still fighting it, man. And it is what it is for what they do, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of feedback that, that founders need to give each other sometimes. And
1: well, you, I, you, I mean, you hit, you hit directly on one of the big problems that we have. And this is a problem even Kansas city is you have like the Midwestern nice mentality yeah. and, and, you know, other parts of the country are going to be, be different with that a little bit with the culture But um, people need that they need the critical feedback. I had somebody reach out to me a couple weeks ago that was looking for funding. And they had some company that made it look like they did everything in the world, but it was all going to use the blockchain and they were going to be worth billions of dollars. And I told them like your company is dead. This is stupid. You don't need to use the blockchain. I just told them like this is crazy. And that's what they needed to hear to be honest.
0: Well, and the advice that I'll, I'll share with people is, is, a lot of times related to to funding, and I get asked to look at pitch decks. That seems yeah. to be my thing, and and well, I've actually I help I've I've given you input on yours in the past, and I have a different outlook on it because I I'm I'm an excellent salesperson. I'm not afraid to admit that, and sometimes us we as founders focus on the things that investors or buyers might. Like the problem that you're solving isn't always the entire value proposition of what you're doing and helping people understand it. And I really, what I just, I'm on a mission to do is try to help people understand what they're getting themselves into. And, I, I, and sometimes that's heard weird because it's not, I'm not telling you not to start a business, but maybe the, the best advice I've given some people in the past was like, Hey, you need to proceed with caution here. Cause I think you're coming into this thinking you need a hundred thousand dollars and you might need like a hundred million.
1: Well, and I think one of the key things here is you need to be really, really, really thankful if you can get somebody to take time and actually give you feedback. Yeah. Make I mean, easy for need, people to help you. You need to be so thankful because most people won't even take the time to give you the feedback. And uh, I mean, you always take well, the feedback. Well,
0: if you make it easy for them to do that, I'll you give you, you an take example. Their, yep. yep. You take like the coffee feedback, invite. Coffee invite. hate
1: it. You take it under advisement, right? It doesn't mean you necessarily do exactly what they, they mm-hmm. told you to do. But you know what? You got to listen to them and, and you got to make sure if you start hearing the echo of like, hey, everybody's telling me that this is not work or they don't understand my pitch deck or whatever it is. You had to take the feedback.
0: You did and that with me when we, the first time we met, it was before I interviewed you uh, for a million dollar bedroom. And we were talking about Gigabook, and you just flat out said to me, you said, Matt, this is an $8 a seat kind of thing. And you got to sell a hell of a lot of seats. You have to collect a lot of $8 bills yeah, for this it's to add hard. up to a lot. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and it's true. I knew that at the time, but hearing you say that like was okay. Okay. I'm here. You know, it's like, Cause sometimes just, it's easy to tell ourselves, you know, if you believe the lie, it comes, becomes true. Yeah. Um, But, but with that, and you know, I've been so adamant about it, make it easy for people to help you and they're going to help you. Like, don't, I got three of them this week. The random LinkedIn message doesn't say what you want, who you are, what you do. Hey man, I see we have some mutual connections and I'm trying to expand my local network. Would you be, would you be available for a coffee, at meeting this week? No, not because I don't know you. I don't know what you're asking. I don't know what you want. And it's not, it doesn't sound like a great use of my time to drive 30 minutes somewhere, spend some time there. So make it easy. Now, what could get that is, hi, my name is Jane. I'm a local startup founder in the software space. Uh, I've been listening to Startup Hustle I had a guy this week message me and tell me how much he liked the show. He, he turns out he was a local landscaping contractor here in Kansas City and I need that done. He came to my house later just the other day and is doing a bed for me right now. Perfect. He made it easy. Yeah. Let me come to you. And he came the same day, you know, and it's like, that doesn't always have to be the case, but it's like, I've used Sandy Kemper as an example. He's the one that gave us the idea to do venture debt I reached out to him and sent him an email. I'm just hoping he's gonna like let me call or anything. He literally said, Come on by. Like I yeah, sent the go. email, and he's like, come on over. I was like, now question mark. And yeah. And I went on over and, yeah. and that go. dude in, in 15 minutes changed changed my whole reality when it yeah. came to solving a problem and why why was he able to do that cuz i came to him made it easy i was right there in the middle of everything he did and in fact during that 15 minutes i had to stop a couple of times cuz other people needed things when with and from him and that and, but but look i got what i wanted which is the input advice that i needed and that had a big part of what we had to do so yep. anyway you know, this could have been like a, we could have probably done a series or an episode about every single line item on here. Here's the thing: get involved in your start in your startup eco, ecosystem or support it in some regards. Um, and when I say support, that doesn't mean just feed off of it. Provide value into it, and you'll find that you get what you want in return. See you down the road, Matt. See ya. Take care.